You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. And you know, one thing about soldiers when they are being trained is that they are taking out of their comfort zones. Amen. Is that not so? Amen. Do you have you ever come across maybe uh, virtual military training where? You, 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 you are trained for war on the internet. <laughs> Have you come across that before? Just, just log in, you know, and let's, let's simulate warfare. And then after that, you get your certificate. <laughs> then when it's time for war, they, they, give, you the, they give you the weapon. And say, okay, go, come on. Because you've, you've mastered it on the internet. Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, but you know, that's the approach some people have towards the things of the Spirit. <laughs> yeah. Just, just give me the information. I'll be fine. I'll be sorted. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. How do you how do you evangelize? Just just give me the points. What are the points? Just Yeah, okay, I got that. I'm sorted. I'll go and do it. How do you take out demons? Just just give me the Just give me the outline. Come on. Huh? How do we subdue principalities? Just give me the notes. That mindset is not for battle. That kind of thinking will not take you anywhere. If anything, it will make you a casualty of war. You, 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 you must not, you must not carry that kind of mindset if you are going to be useful in this battle. You see, we are, we are actually preparing for a major battle for the soul of this city. We are preparing for a major battle for the souls of men, for the souls of our youth, for the souls of women. Come on. Yeah. We're preparing for battle. And you cannot be, you cannot not approach it with a, a, a laissez-faire attitude. Okay? Yeah. So sometimes you might have to make some adjustments in order to be prepared. And I feel like praying for a shaking. I, I, I feel like praying for God to shake some of us. I'm not saying I'll pray that, but it's just a feeling. So that, so that we can wake up and be serious about what is before us. 
Because right now, many of us are more or less like in a drunken state. Yeah, when a drunken state, we are drunk with the affairs of life. We are drunk with the cares of life. The mundane things of life have drowned us. And we are no longer sober. We are no longer sober. It's just the bare minimums. Just enough to get by. Just enough church to feel that you are okay. Come on. Just enough prayer so that it does not appear as though you are backslidden. It's time to up our game. Do you hear me? It is time to up our game. It's time to up our game. Because what we are dealing with it's more than what you think. I know most of us have not had a consciousness of the kind of enemy we are dealing with. I'm not saying that he's powerful, but he's vicious. He's vicious, and he would want to strike back. He would want to hold and keep his captives. But now we are saying, no, you must let go. We must let go. And don't expect it to happen without a conflict. Oh, pastor, all this thing is getting scary now. Please, let's leave him alone. Let's leave him alone. Let's just mind our business. No, this is our business. Yeah, that's <laughs> the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent will take it by force. It's our business to be violent. The church has taken things too easy. For so long. It's time for you to get angry. Amen. Amen. Are you not tired of your situation? Huh? Are you okay? Yeah. So it's time for war. Turn to someone and say, it's time for war. <laughs> It's time for war. It's time to fight. Did you hear me? Amen. It is time to what? To fight. It's not time to negotiate. Amen. You know, before war, there's usually a lot of diplomacy. The diplomats go in. They sit down and they try to negotiate. They try to talk and so on. And then it gets to a point that diplomacy is not working. Yeah. Yeah. Am I correct? correct? 
It gets to a time that diplomacy is no longer working. So what happens? It's time to declare war. It's time to declare war. When diplomacy has failed, the next thing is area bombardment. <laughs> yeah. That's how they do it, isn't it? Yes. So, Moses goes to Pharaoh and says, Thus says the Lord, let my people go. That's diplomacy. <laughs> let my people go that they may serve me. And Pharaoh is like, who is this God? <laughs> it's like, you guys have been idle for too long. Hmm? Yeah. You've been idle for too long, and uh, I think I need to teach you a lesson. And as, as they begin to negotiate, things get worse. Things get worse. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Look at it there. Exodus chapter 9. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh and tell him, Thus says the God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may, what? Serve me. The reason for warfare is so that you can serve God. The reason why Pharaoh needs to let go is because God requires his people to be free to serve him. You know, there are many people in the body of Christ today in the church who are not even free enough to serve God. They can't even commit to the simplest of things. When you find believers who, find, who, who struggle with commitment, that is a believer who is under the servitude of Pharaoh. They are not free. I'm telling you. They are not free. And unless the power is of Pharaoh is broken, that person will continue like that. They can play church. They can sing. They can jump. They can dance. But that's as far as it goes. But when it comes to fulfilling the kingdom of God, bringing forth the will of God, on earth as it is in heaven, they don't have what it takes. And I, it's unfortunate, but I can say to you confidently that many Christians don't have what it takes to birth the kingdom of God. To enforce the will of God. To make the will of God happen. We don't. So, God sends Moses to Pharaoh. But is Pharaoh going to listen? No. 
Pharaoh will not listen. Why would he listen? He is Pharaoh. That's why he won't listen. It's like going to tell a demon, leave this person alone. Leave this person alone. This person is, uh, has got things to do for God. And you say, leave the person alone. <laughs> Amazing, right? Very polite demon will just, uh, okay, since you say so. If you insist, I don't want to, but if you insist. <laughs> you need to release fire! <laughs> Release some fire, some boils. Moses began to release boils all over Egypt. Huh? Come on. Turn sand to flies. (laughs) That's warfare. That's warfare. We need to release some things into the camp of the enemy. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Until we do some things, I'm telling you, Satan will not let go. He will not let go. He will not let go. So are you ready to fight? See so many plagues. Ten plagues. Hmm? The first plague. Water becomes blood. Imagine you wake up, you open your tap, then blood comes out. (laughs) You open your shower, blood is coming out. Oh my goodness. (laughs) This Moses is powerful. How can a mere man do that to a whole nation? That all the water in Egypt turned to blood. Yo! God is serious eh, when he comes to his people. It's just that his people are not serious. What if Moses didn't go to Pharaoh? Would these things have happened? No. They just remained there praying, praying. Actually, when God appeared to Moses, one of the things that the Lord said is that, I have heard the groanings of my people. The people have been groaning and groaning and groaning. Nobody could rise up. Nobody could rise up. They are just busy groaning and groaning. They are slaves. They are in servitude. They are working so hard. There's nothing to show for it. They are pushing and pushing and pushing. And every day is like they've done nothing. Pharaoh is insisting. And these are the people of promise. These are God's covenant people. These are the children of Abraham. And they continue to grow. They continue to groan and groan. And God now says to, Pharaoh, to, to Moses, I have come down. Yeah. 
I've heard the groanings of my people and I have now come down to sort this matter out. So Moses, you are going to go. You will start this war. We are going to take out a superpower. (laughs) Because Egypt was a superpower. Imagine God calling you to go and take out America. (laughs) He said, who am I? But you need to know who is with you. If you know who is with you, you cannot ask that question. Then you go to America and say, if you don't let my people go, all the water in this country is going to become blood. And then you go away. They are there struggling with the blood. How do we solve this thing? God has seen the oppression of the people in this land. I want you to know the enemy is not ANC. The enemy is not the politicians. I'm telling you. Those guys, they don't know what to do. There are forces behind them. There are powers behind them. You you think that things just happen? They don't just happen. There are powers behind every throne. And if we don't fight... Uh, we don't fight physically, we fight in the spirit. If we don't take a stand and begin to contend and begin to insist that the will of God is done, it will not happen. It will not happen. I remember years ago reading about um, Kenneth Hagin. He had, he had a vision. They were praying. He was praying and he had this vision and he saw this beast come out of the sea, right? Humongous beast comes from the sea, from the coast into America. And the Lord tells him, this beast, this is a demonic entity, right? This is a satanic entity that wants to go to Washington and is going to influence the government. And he says to him, if you don't pray, and if the church does not pray, when this power goes to the government, it's going to force the government to do the will of Satan. And he said to, to Kenneth Hagin, on the judgment day, I'm not going to ask the politicians. He says, the church is going to give an account. No, I'm serious. It's there in his book. The church is going to give an account on the judgment day. So that means, I don't know the kind of account we're going to give. All right? There are some some, uh, legislation that have been passed because we were sleeping. And I have news for you. They are more lined up. Because Satan has his will. Just like the kingdom of God, Jesus says we should pray for the kingdom of God to come 
and for the, his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. I have news for you. Satan also has his kingdom. He wants his kingdom to come and his will to be done as it is in hell. So if you're just living life, all you do is work, eat, sleep, and, you know, play around. And, and you don't, you're not even conscious of what is happening in the spirit. I have news for you. You wake up one day to discover that you are in a different country. But we will not allow that. Amen. We will not allow that. Amen. So we're going to war. We're going to fight. Um... Let me, let, me, let me share a scripture, Joel chapter 3, verse 9. <laughs> Joel chapter 3, verse 9. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Okay? This is God talking. Prepare for war. Are you ready? Prepare. It's war time. It's not picnic time, it's war time. Okay? Prepare for what? For war. For war. Wake up the mighty men. Amen. All right? Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Are you prepared? Some Christians don't like this kind of, this kind of talk. What, what is this? Why? Why? Why must, why must we disturb the devil? Leave him alone. Let us prepare for war. It's time for war. Amen. It's time for you to fight, to fight for your destiny. Amen. It's time for you to fight for the destiny of your children. Amen. It's time for you to fight for the destiny of your family. Amen. It's time for you to fight for the destiny of this city. Amen. It's time for you to fight for the destiny of this nation. Amen. We have to fight for the destiny of the church. Amen. There is so much to fight for. Amen. There is so much to fight for. Yeah. It's time to fight for the fulfillment of God's promises in your life. Amen. There are things that God has promised. Amen. But we need to fight to enforce them. Amen. Amen. We need to fight. So, I'm ready for this fight. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for this fight. Amen. And we are going to take the fight to Pharaoh himself. Amen. Do you understand? We're not taking it somewhere else. No, 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 no. We're taking it right there. Right there. So, diplomacy has gone on for so many, for so many years. And he's not, he has refused to budge. So, now it's time to fight. It's time to fight. And you see, if you look at warfare, how they do it, after they've done diplomacy, it's not working. Um, what's that place in America where they decide, uh, where they sit? That room. What's that room? The over. Is it the over? No. No, there was a place where I, we, they showed us Obama and some people watching Bin Laden being taken out. You, you, know, you know the place anyway. 
yeah, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere there, they are watching, sitting down watching, and they're they are looking at how the, the, the Marines are going out there. And they take this guy out. Yeah, they showed us on TV. So diplomacy, they've done everything, it's not working. They go back. They go back into the room, into that place, where they make the decision, right? They make the decision. The next thing is they start, they don't start hand-to-hand combat, all right? They start with aerial bombardment. Is that not so? They start bombarding. Is that not what they did in Iraq? That's what they did in Iraq. They just sent the Air Force. Phew. Boom. 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 Daily, they are bombing. Bombing targets. Bombing targets. The Iraqis, I mean, those days Saddam was boasting of the, a big army. He said, he said, we're going to see the mother of battles. He's ready to deal with America. And he is going to defeat America. So I think he was planning that he thought they would come on their feet or on the ground. And he had prepared for that. But guess what? They didn't come to the ground. What did they do? From the air. They just put it computerized. Phew. You just see. They, they were showing us on TV every day. Can you imagine? Superiority of technology. They just, pew. They look at, oh, that's the defense headquarters. Pew. Boom. And this, pew. Boom. I say, what is this? Is this, is this a movie or what? No, it's real life. Real life. So you know what? The enemy is there. We are going to go. We will take off. Hallelujah. But our own area bombardment is shikapotaha. Hallelujah. As we begin to pray, we begin to blow his targets. We identify his targets and we will send missiles. We'll send spiritual missiles to blow them, take them out. Hallelujah. That's what we're going to do. And you you need to begin to look around and see what, what are some of the targets. There are some institutions that are going to close down. Do you understand me? Yeah, some of them are going to close down in this city. We are going to pray and shut them down. We will shut them down, I'm telling you. But we we don't have to go there and say, hey, you need to close down. No, 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 no. In the spirit, right from this place, we open our mouth. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. We are going to pull down strongholds and we release spiritual missiles. Spiritual missiles. We just drop them. Boom. The demons are there. You have not come, but the bomb has come. They have no defense. How do they defend themselves? Do you see the way Iraq tried to defend themselves? How do you do that? They are still waiting for physical or ground troops to come. They say, no, ground troops, you just keep, just keep training. We are still sorting them out from the air. Hallelujah. And that's what our intercession is going to do. 
That's what we're going to do through the power of intercession. And this time for war, this is the time to begin to pray. You need to be more prayerful now. This is not a time to sleep. Wake up. It's time for war. It's time for war. Hallelujah. So with our weapons, our spiritual arsenal, come on. This target, this weapon will not miss target. Do you understand? Yeah, I, I remember watching, I, I, I don't know, I wish I could get those, those videos to watch again. Because you will see the missiles going. And it is chasing Iraqi planes. And they're going like that and the missile is following. Then, boom, it takes it out. Ha! Anything you see in the natural, there is a spiritual counterpart. There is a spiritual counterpart. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter whether they are witches or whatever, as they are flying, your prayer is going to bomb them. Bomb them. Do you know that there have been cases, there have been cases... Especially, I don't know about here, but in Nigeria, we've seen a few things. Where you wake up in the morning and you see somebody on the ground, boom, he fell down. Where, what happened? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Those days, we used to pray and say, every witch that is operating in this area, we freeze you in the name of Jesus. Then you wake up in the morning, you begin to see some kind of hard faces. You see the neighbor refuse to talk to you. You see people that, that used to be so nice, all of a sudden they are the ugliest people. And you, we say, ah, I hit you last night, right? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. But the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. Amen. They are mighty through God. Amen. To the pulling down of strongholds. We are going to pull them down. Hallelujah. We will pull them down. Every spirit, every spirit, every power that is holding back the souls of your, your family members, it's time to confront them. It's time to attack them. Hallelujah. It's time to send missiles. Let's release missiles into the spirit. Let's release some bombs in the spirit. Hallelujah. God used hailstones to kill people in the Bible. During, during war. During war, God would really... During the time of Gideon. Do you know, during the time of Gideon, hailstones fell down from heaven and destroyed the enemy. We will release spiritual hailstones over the enemy. It's time for war. Hallelujah. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.